All right, what's up, guys? New episode, Meet the Culture. Woo! Your boy Big Noah in here. Spencer Clements. At Big Noah 256. Y'all should let me close the door first. No, no good. This is this is our shit is raw. Shout out to Ashley Gonzalez who always gets on my ass about the damn. It's like the audio. I hear stuff in the background. Hopefully, Ashley, we're gonna try not to move today for you. And uh, we got a we got we got a very special guest. I wouldn't even say guest. I would say like a co. It's like a like a member of the family here, man. Like, go ahead and introduce yourself, sir. What's up? I'm Sir Ratchetness. The one, the only. Tell them where you're from. You got your own little podcast to dominate the shit out of us. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm from St. Louis. You can catch Naked of the Woods. We on iHeartRadio. We're on Google Play, SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube. All that above. You, you everything. Can, you can catch Meet the Culture on SoundCloud. <laughs> SoundCloud, <laughs> iTunes, YouTube. We out here. So, <laughs> so like, you know, before I, I, we got ready to record, I was like, man, what are we going to talk about today? But I, I, I can talk about my L.A. trip. I mean, we can just talk about everything. Everything. Like, like that, I was just thinking, like, I ain't even, I haven't even done anything. I haven't talked to anybody about it, really. A lot of people have been hitting me up about it. A lot of people just don't, like, care. They're like, you were with Kanye. We don't care what you did. We know it was lit. I'm like. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was lit. It was lit. So, what would y'all want to talk about first? I mean, there's a lot of stuff happening this week in pop culture. I mean, y'all, y'all can take a pick, whatever. I mean, what's really, what's really happening this week, for real, for real, though? I mean, the like we, of interest. We saw Marty McFly struggle with the uh, self-lacing laces, and they like I could tell I could tie my shoes quicker than he did with that. But shout out to Nike. Bro, I mean, like he's got Parkinson's. No, he got the medicine though. He when he good. <laughs> like no. Did y'all ever see that thing? He's got Parkinson's. No, did y'all ever see when um he was uh, he was on C-SPAN? He was trying to talk about some funding for something. He didn't take his medicine. He went up there to talk to the people. Yeah, and it was really and that, bad. That's what opened my eyes to awareness of it. Like when I saw him trying to talk and he couldn't, bro, and he took the medicine and he was good. I was like, yo, that was probably the perfect way to change somebody's mind on that shit. I mean, like, the number one Parkinson's person I would think of is Muhammad Ali. Yeah, that's true. Ain't that nigga from Back in the Future? Yeah. But he had a whole show about his Parkinson's. Yeah, it is true. Like, a couple years yeah. ago. Like, when like he first poking fun at the year. Poking, poking fun at a disease. Well, he could do that, I guess, because he got it. James Dave all up in there. But, um, I don't even know. What does even happen this week? We, oh, we we gotta talk about we can talk about L.A. Reid on the uh, Rap Radar podcast. That shit right there really was a good episode to me. Like L.A. Reid, his whole thing with Bobby Smarter, that thing right there was pretty interesting. Y'all feel like Epic should uh, bail him out? No, nah, no. Nope. I don't feel like he should be signed. You don't feel like he should be signed? I don't want. I don't think. I don't, like I told you. I feel like New York is looking for their next hottest person because the last hottest rapper to come out of New York, honestly, is French Montana, Wait. and I know that's killing them. Or, well, okay, yeah, because Rocky, them French, and then, yeah, I, I'll give you that. I don't think about a fucking exact Rocky. Like I said, French Montana, <laughs> and then they had this Bobby Smith, that's going to be the next DMX, whatever. You know, he go to jail, all this other stuff, he's gone. What do they do? French Montana steals hot nigga, and that nigga performs that song every damn time he performs. That. That's his, that's his yeah, new Yeah, that's song. his signature joint. No, you yeah. talking about. He I'm said, talking about French Montana made it his signature joint. Hot nigga, because he's on the remix. You ain't see, yeah. Oh yeah, I for, I forgot about that. Cause yeah. his he did it at Revolt. Yeah. Wow. I just I just realized that. And yo, Fetty Wap, if Fetty Wap wanted to say where he was from before he got out there, they took that nigga say he lived in New York. They yeah. got him a PO box somewhere. They tried like, to nah, say he's from, from New York. Yeah. yeah. Everybody tries to claim that whole, but that's a that's a whole another issue. No, I don't think I think the Fetty Wap wave <laughs> dying down. Nah. I mean, like, yo, it's about to be the end of the year. Everybody's about to have their year-end countdowns, and who's going to be all through that? 
Fetty Wap. Exactly. You, you, you know when it, I realized he works really hard is because he's always on all these songs. And like, y'all know, we record this podcast out of Street is X. And this nigga came by here during Birthday Bash and recorded some shit here. And I was like, when did he come by here? They was like, you know, he was in here working. Like, he came in, stayed work, gave everybody who wanted the feature, that had the money, got a feature, and he was out. Hey, man, I call it Fetty Wap, the 2015 Aaron Hall. So, I mean, uh, I want to see that man flourish. Yeah, I want to see him flourish, too. I've always said, like, a long time ago, I think me, and shout out Six Fever, if they would have took Fetty Wap, Kevin Gates, Young Dolph, and one other person, they could have had their own, like, uh, a tour for real. I mean, um... Oh, you were waiting to say some shit. No, I don't just... know them niggas. I told you, I don't know these <laughs> niggas. I know Fetty. Shout out to Atlantic Records, because Fetty Wap and Kevin Gates are both signed, so... Fetty yeah. Wap is on 300. <laughs> he's not on Atlantic. Yeah, on 300. He's not on Atlantic. I mean, what's the parent company from 300? That's like an independent and... But it's, indep- still, it's like, when you look at, like, Sony Red, that's still, like, a Sony distribution. So, like, it's still under the... Y'all be doing the analytics of this shit. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it, like, you gotta... It's the music business. One of Raheem's over there. That's about it. That's all I know. Is that who? Raheem <laughs> the Dream. He sent me an email. Shouts out to Raheem the Dream. And he just saw, he just sent me an email for Katie Got Bands. Oh, he's uh, he's Atlantic A&R? Yeah. Shout yeah. out to my man KJ. Shout out to Drama. Uh, shout drama. out to everybody at Mean Street. Shout out to Mean Street. Only studio I know of in Atlanta, Georgia, Street is X Studio, seventeen forty to four place. <laughs> That's the only one I know. Now everybody's about to run up on us. But back. <laughs> we got security up front. We got who we got? Man, ain't nobody getting past Kimmy. Pause. But uh, I guess I guess I'll jump into my. Let me talk about my my Cali trip. So oh, we could talk about A three C. Or maybe we should. Let's, like, let's talk about it. Your face, your face. Let's we'll skip A3C. I didn't say nothing. I just didn't uh, go. I didn't uh, care to go. Man, um, so during A3C, there was one night I was at the at, at my condo, and I was sitting there chilling. Spencer was with me, and somebody was like, you know, you know, Kanye wants you to come out to L.A. And I'm like, man, I'm over here stressing out. I got to do all this shit. I got to go here, go there. Kanye don't want me to go nowhere. Well, I got that flight confirmation like a few, a few hours, a few hours later. So... What was it like? I left Friday. Well, I left Friday. I got to LA. I was like, you know, this still ain't real to me. So I got the. Uh, I walked to my hotel. Kim had a handwritten note on the bed. Had that Visa card up in there. I actually had a. I don't think anybody else from the um, trip that went noticed this. I'm just noticed because I'm a nigga. We had a driver. Got to they could take me a lot of places, just because. As you should, and while you're in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, man. I was really. I was. I was enjoying it. The only thing I hated was um, I landed at damn 3.15. My hotel was 35 miles down the road, and I got in my hotel room at 7. Because of traffic? Yes. It was the worst shit ever. Because, like, in Atlanta, when you're in traffic, you're still moving. In L.A., you're not moving. Like, you're kind of, like, rolling, but not even really moving. But anyways, we got I got up that Sunday. I went up that Saturday. Went down to brunch with Kim. Kim is gorgeous in person. She got that pregnant glow to her too. That pregnant glow. Yeah, I mean, she was she was amazing. And like like I'm not gonna <laughs> disclose what she talked about, but she was just really open about everything. And then you know Kanye came in. Uh, you know me and him just he was he was really cool with all the guys between Kanye Daily. We walked outside to talk, and uh, Kanye had to walk to his car to get something. Yo, my nigga, he opened the door. I saw the black laptop, my nigga. I saw it. Yo, and I was thinking to myself like. Am I really about this life right now? Risk it all. Do I want to risk it all? Cause like nigga, like nigga, think like go back. Like I, th- I sometimes I sit there and I'm just staring in space and I go think about all that momentum Kanye had in February. He dropped the clothing line. He streamed some shit in stores. He had the Rock City Classic. He did Saturday Night Live. And then if you're reading this too, um, damn, mess it up. But go ahead, man. So, oh, 
Oh, which we all knew about the Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, that's, that's all the niggas talking about in the Yeezy season screening. But um, he had the laptop. I see, he had the laptop sitting in the seat. I didn't touch it. He closed the door real quick. I think he saw me plotting, so he closed the door. We finished talking. Went back inside. But overall, he was a real cool guy. Like, uh, shout out to Kim and Kanye, and shout out to Well Rock Industries because like they put together a dope event. Man, they had like I was sitting there thinking I was complaining about my damn five hour flight. This girl who was there. On the shuttle, Thomas, and I flew 22 hours. What the hell you mean 22 hours? That means she landed when I landed at 7, had to leave the next morning at 4. Yeah. Like, yeah. Kim Kim, Kim got some serious-ass fans, man. Like, and that was just dope to see. I mean, if Kim Kardashian emailed me and said, hey, I'm going to fly you out, I'm not going to say no. It's, <laughs> yeah, you true. And, and per true. diem? Come on. Per diem, yeah. <laughs> that shit was crazy. That shit was really, really wild. But I mean, like I, I really, really enjoyed it, man. It was cool. Kanye was, he was, he was dope as hell. We talked about a lot of different shit. He was, I didn't realize he, he was even aware of Team Kanye Daily. And shout out to Josh for, you know, let me be a part of that, and be the business mindset behind it. I don't know if you know this. Kanye is like really internet prone. Like I don't know if anybody. I used to write for the site Crunk and Disorderly, Crunkastle.net. We was on his blog list. And, like, we would make fun of him. That's how we know he has a sense of him. Like, we would call him House Mother Kanye and make fun of his fashion stuff. And, like, we was on, like, his... He had 25 blogs. We was, like, number eight. So, oh, like, wow. he, like, on his first site that he used to, like, yeah, he was yeah. dating Amber. Yeah. And we was on his blog list. So, like, he would read it and laugh at himself. So, like, wow. he's more internet savvy than he lets people on to be. Yeah. I think Kanye's one of the people who sees everything but just doesn't say too much about it. Right, but, but I feel like, like you got a lot of people around you. It's like, yo, they hand you the phone. Oh, check this out. Check this I out. I thought he got a creep account. He probably just creep. Yeah, I mean, he's got his Twitter. Yep. So, well, also, let me tell you how, how I met Christian. We met each other on Twitter and whatnot. And he told me, I remember like right before the Kanye thing happened, he said, Noah, I don't even know what, it, what made him say this. He's like, you're finally accepted into like the industry. <laughs> and I was like, bro, what is you talking about? And then I found out one of my favorite celebrities had a fake account with a fucking egg. And followed like mm. me and like all the all all the celebrities have a fake egg account and they follow Elliot Wilson's top one hundred and like a few other people. That's real. The Twitter one hundred. Yeah, the Twitter one hundred. Elliot Wilson has a list called the Twitter one hundred and they follow it. Shots and that's us how, being on the Twitter one hundred. Yeah, we're on we're on Elliot's Twitter one hundred. <laughs> and then they just follow and they tweet shit and they be talking reckless to people on that little egg and the people don't even realize it. That's crazy. I told you because I've been following Chris Brown's creep account for years. Like, when he first got back with Rihanna, I'll be on there because it's private. Yeah. But it's him. Like, I know for a fact it's him because I know people in his camp who told me it was his account. Like, a whole lot of people got it. Yeah. And it's just, it's just fucking crazy. I, I never would have thought, I'm like, yo, I'm really accepted. Like, shout out to Christian for, you know, blessing me with that. Let me know I was in the, <laughs> I was the a chosen one. The coming of age of Noah Williams. Yeah. <laughs> hey, don't get my government last name out here. Damn right. Damn. Hey, bro, it's in your Twitter. Yo, shout out. Shout out. What's that email? What's that no, email in your bio? Yeah. All right, yeah. Shout out KTT. <laughs> like, KTT always be roasting me. People think I don't like them, but, man, them guys are amazing. They had the memes of me. And, no, dog, I was, I'll show it to you. Were you Yes, bro. Dying. They had me dying laughing. And, like, uh, shout out to uh, Mike. Uh, a homeboy that was uh, flew out there with me. Like, um, he had a picture of him and like, what's the little bird with the glasses? I don't forgot the name, but that shit was hilarious. Yeah, I have no clue. But uh, anyways, uh, anything else y'all want to talk about before we get into Mr. Christian here? Uh, uh, Christian always has gems. Like, he taught me a bunch of stuff. I mean, I'm, my the money I've made residually every week is up because of him. He'll send me like a little like ten step process or little notes of shit here and there, and I'll start taxing. 
Maybe I should have said tax. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that those are your words. Charging you the appropriate it. fee for your services. I mean, I'm being confident with what you do. It ain't about being confident. It's about charging the appropriate fee for your services. Yeah. And shout out to them people who be um paying thousands of dollars to get on one blog. Where the fuck does that even come from? Like, who's paying a thousand dollars to be on <laughs> one blog? No, like, no, like, nobody's done it with me, but I saw online, like, the other day, this kid was, like, getting really, really mad, saying somebody charged him $1,000, and the person who charged him didn't even write for any blog. It was like an egg. It was basically like an account with no followers, no nothing. Like, are you that desperate? To get well, if you had $1,000 to waste, I promise you real results. I'll get you on YouTube, Worldstar, SoundCloud, iTunes. You know, I'll cost the favors. I'll yeah, get you on It's that's all the in-house problem. over here. Okay, yeah. if that's the problem. Mr. Christian... I think he's the most interesting person on Twitter. He's hilarious. Like, when you follow him, the people, the people he be going at, I think it's just hilarious. You don't really be going at people. You really just call it like it is. When people try to flex, you kind of set them straight. So tell us how you got into this culture. I know that's a word people hate to be thrown around nowadays. Because I saw somebody say it was overly used. But just tell us how you got into, you know what I'm saying, the culture, the neck of the woods. You've done stuff with MMGs. Tell us about all of it. Um. Well, I got my start, like, in... I want to say like eighth grade, ninth grade. I don't know if you know the St. Louis rapper Jibs. He had the song "My Chain Hanger" on King Kong. Yeah. He dated my stepsister, so wow. like I was there before he got signed. When he got signed, so I got be in the studio with him and everything. Like he was cool with Chris Brown before Chris Brown got signed. Yeah. So that was like my first little taste. And like what people don't know is like that's Chingy's cousin. So like that's how I got my taste of Chingy. And then like St. Louis is really small. So like so you through that. I mean, I've met Nelly before. I'm more cool with, like, Murphy Lee and all them. But, like, I've worked with Mix Jackson before, his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And, like, his kids are my age. They're, like, friends of my friends or whatever. So, like, from that, um, and then, like, my family, we're the Roberts. We own, like, the UPN in our city. So, like, I always had a liking to that. And then from there, um, my senior year of high school, that's, like, when Twitter first came out in 09. Um, I would hit up Bobby Fresh Clothing on Twitter. Like, I would literally sit on Twitter all day and just harass them. Like, I want to work for you. I want to work for you. I want to work for you. Because that was the first, like, hip-hop clothing brand that I heard of. So, like, after me literally sending their mentions for three weeks, they was just like, oh, my God, here's my personal number. Just call me. So, then I called them. And, like, I started doing freestyle graphic designs with them for a little bit. And then I went to Mizzou for journalism and fashion. So, I kind of fell back. And then, like, I want to say around 2011-ish to 2012, uh, Fresh who owns Crunk Tastical, Crunk and Disorderly, she had put a tweet out, and she was just like, I'm looking for interns. No, I lied. Before that, I reached out to Nicole Bitchy, and I was supposed to do, like, some merchandise for her. So, like, I've always been, like, all this is through Twitter, kind of in the know. Proactive, yeah. Proactive. Like, I've always used Twitter as more of networking than being social. Right. And then with Fresh, um... I've always been a fan of her site. I found her site my sophomore year of high school. So, like, in my cover letter, I wrote it in the voice of her site. That's kind of a tip that I give people. Like, I cussed in my cover letter. I talked about all the people, like, I got blocked by. Like, I was very hilarious. <laughs> and she hired me right off the jump. And I was literally one of the only, out of ten interns, only me and one other state. But I became the lead writer of the site. The other intern handled more of, like, picture watermarking and stuff like that. She handled the logistics. And with her... Um, I just really started networking on um, Twitter or whatever. Like, I started reaching out to singers in Atlanta through their management or whatever. Because a tip you can do, if you ever go on a singer, 
just go to their following list and I started hitting up PR managers and I did styling for a little bit and I styled a few people down here the summer that Loving Hip Hop first kicked off and then like um niggas in the industry I guess that I was one of the people like first flown out on Twitter like I really was getting flown out back in 2009 not in 2009 2012 I really was getting flown out by like music video directors people working for Rock Nation all this stuff promising me everything in the world and just lying, like I was telling, <laughs> no, like I was telling somebody, like okay, like I was talking to this dude that worked at Rock Nation, and he was like, well, if you fuck with me, like I can play you unreleased Beyonce music and all this other shit. I don't even like Beyonce, so it wasn't Whoa. impressing me. I, sh I didn't say she's not talented. I didn't. Her music does nothing for me. I don't listen to it. Yeah. So it's like that's not impressing me. Now if you got some hidden future tracks in the chamber. If you got some a uh, hidden Jeezy and Gucci collab, <laughs> we can talk. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's something yeah. I want to hear. I don't give I give fellas about all that other shit. And then um, I was talking to this music video director. He did the he was the assistant director for Nicki Minaj and Big Sean's ass video, and he had wanted me to come to Atlanta. He worked for BET at the time, and he was just like, I want. Um, he was like, you know, I'll take you on a BET tour with me. You can style the Yes Ma'ams. You can style Lola Monroe. This is when she first got signed to Taylor Gang. Oh, yeah, so yeah. I met all of them. He was like, I interviewed you. All these promises in the world, they was all lies. Took his little ticket, ditched him, and then I started linking up with producers from Loving Hip Hop Atlanta. So, like, if you was following me on Instagram back then, I was, like, around when they was filming a lot of the scenes, and I saw how fake that was. Mm. And with Fresh, um... She's really positive, like she's really has named a lot of online personalities, like she made them who they are, like she was the first person to co-sign Crystals, Kid Fury, Funky Dineva, um, me, a lot of people, and like a lot of people say she helped them with their site, like with the coding and all that stuff. So I got in good by association. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I would start reaching out to people like different bloggers and like Baller Alert, Karen Civil, like right here in the dream, all these industry people, because I was cool with her, we would I would just set a rapport on Twitter and then we would just start networking that way. And then I but that also worked in a my in a disadvantage because I got linked up with a scammer and I like had to like he was a person he was a quote unquote personal stylist that was a lie. He was actually an assistant who was pretending to be a personal stylist and he would like Email people from the artists that he worked for. Email address. It was Solange. Oh, wow. So, like, this nigga was cool with Beyonce and all of them, and he blew all of this. He would, like, email people from Solange's email address, pretending to be her to get free merchandise and stuff like Dang. that. He's a legit scammer. Black Twitter know who it is. I don't, I'm not, I don't get no free promo to people. But, man, that's, that's like, oh, is that scamming or finessing? I mean, if you're trying to get people on the regular people, companies, you're trying to get free stuff. You don't get... pretend. If I work for you, I'm not going to be in your email address pretending to be you. Yeah, that's right. true. That's fraud. That's a yeah. felony. He be, And Solange was just like, she just let it go. You know what I'm saying? And if, but it's like, if that me, I'm sending your ass to jail. Because that, you making me look bad because you're my team. That's what you understand. Yeah. When you work for somebody, you become attached to their brand. Right. So, the same way y'all joke and be like, people get fired from corporate America and stuff, you're looking bad from your brand. And like, what you put on Twitter, people do follow that. Like, I know, like, the voice that I have on Twitter now, I have to be very careful what I tweet and very strategic because I have a lot of people following me. And it's like now when I apply for industry jobs, I don't have to send a resume or anything. They just know me from the podcast and from my tweets because I have such a strong voice. But they'll also see, like, 
well, you're confrontational, you're messy, you tell people business, you're too sexual and all that stuff. Like, Twitter is really the new LinkedIn. It's really your new cover letter and resume these days. Yeah. And I don't think it's people your job understand interview. that. Yeah, that it is your new job interview. Like, it's a huge networking tool. People are too social and they don't network enough. Like, I think I've been telling you about all the stuff yeah, you can yeah. really network. Literally, everybody I've met in this industry, I've met off of Twitter and we're like this. Like, we're hella close. We talk about personally just like Anybody who's a fan of Neck of the Woods or whatever, I was just telling you, I've been working for Fresh Alina since 2012 of May. We have never met in person. We have tried. It just didn't work. We are still hella close. I know her family. She know my family. We do the podcast every week. We made hella bands together. It don't matter. And it's like, it just, it is what it is. But circling back to that, like when I was doing with Crunk, um, her whole deal was she was really strengthening me to get my voice because she wanted me to have a very distinct voice and she really worked me with that. So like when I would write something, even if I don't put my name on it, you knew it was me. Because like if you follow Crunk, I didn't put my name on anything, but you knew I wrote it versus her and the other intern. And then with them, um, Raheem the Dream, I remember like in 2012, he had sent out a tweet and he was just like, you know, Maybach Music and Rose Raw were hiring. Sent him a cover letter, and I did, like, a couple of sample writings. He loved it off the back. Worked with them for a hot little minute. And then she worked with Maybach Music, too. I think we had just missed each other. That's how I got that connect in there. Did my networking there. Um, and then back to your voice. So I kind of, like, was real loyal to her, and I rode with her and her site. Because I was in college doing all of this, by the way, trying to graduate. And then... Awesome. Yeah, I was hustling. Like I was taking, like I said, I have two bachelors and three minors. Ooh. Like I Say said, I was two bachelors and three minors from the number one journalism school and number five fashion school in America. Twenty four all iHeartRadio on everything else. So like when people try to come for me, it is what it is because my resume stacks the fuck up and you ain't fucking with this at the end of the day. So it's just like <laughs> that was like that was a fucking disclaimer. No, I'm just saying like you can say whatever the fuck you want to say. My I back it up though. I work. Yeah. And so it's just like, um, so when I graduated, I kind of went into like this false hope that because I put in all this work with all these people, I would be guaranteed a job. And you know, she got sick and the other people, and then I found out I was working with that scammer. I didn't have nothing. So when I graduated, I was actually depressed for like two months because I spent all this work in college. Like I literally would go to class from eight to five, come home, do my homework to seven, watch T for an hour and stay up to three o'clock in the morning drafting up posts for the next day because I work on my ass off because I want to be that person. I want to be, I wanted to go into the field. I could have easily went yeah. to the fashion field, work for all these other places. That ain't what I wanted to do. So then it's like, uh, I was kind of discouraged about that. So then I was kind of, I just give up on it. So I kind of went back into the fashion world or whatever and I picked up like some retail jobs and I went back on my sketching and my sewing stuff. And then Fresh, um, she did Neck of the Woods. She did the first two episodes by herself. And she looked for a co-host. And actually, the CEO of our network, Chris Morrow, he suggested me to her. Like, we were discussing it between each other, and she was going to suggest me to him. But he had already knew of me because of my Twitter page and because I wrote for the site. That's why I'm saying, like, if you think you're funny or whatever... Don't give away all your jokes for free, but set a voice for yourself. Because, like I said, the CEO of the number one network on SoundCloud was creeping on my Twitter. And I didn't even know. He knows it following me, but he knew of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he told her to put me on there. So then I started doing that. 
And then from there, uh, I just freelanced some here and now. I just did a couple things for Noisy. And I do like social media management for like a lot of boutiques and artists and musicians right now. Like right now, I'm taking the skills that I've learned over the years and applying it to help people. So it's like if you need help with artist development or like mailing list or blogging or, you know, just building up your social media following. And we turn it your click per, what do we call it? Your click to cash. So it's like, okay, you have 25,000 followers and you get 3,000 likes. What are you doing with that money? Because yeah. it's like, what are you doing with the likes? You're not making money off of that. It's a way to, like, if you're offering a service, that's that's cool. But if you're just doing it for the likes or whatever, you're just wasting opportunity and chance. You know you what I'm make saying? Money. I don't make think, money. I don't think people understand, like, you can make so much money off social media. And, like, I had to really understand that, like, yo... You can make money off this, this, and this. If you have Instagram page, you have over ten thousand followers. Somebody will pay for posts on there. You got to find key, the right that people. That is, if um, the, actually, it's seven thousand for Instagram and ten thousand for Twitter. If you have ten thousand for Twitter, you can actually reach out to any of these people, these hair boutiques, these hover rounds, or whatever, and they'll send you the stuff for free because you have ten. That's the cutoff. It's seven thousand for Instagram, ten thousand for Twitter. If you have it, they'll send you the stuff for free, and you just gotta. That's profit. their payment for the post or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's one thing you profit. can do. That's the profit. Okay. But at the same time, if you offer your own services, like, don't be afraid of the brand that you call yourself. Because it's like, I know all of this stuff. I'm just holding information to myself. So now I teach other people how to do it. For a fee, it's not for free. But, like, I throw you hints all the time yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Because it's like, when you ask me something about the podcast, I don't know everything. But I know how to make money off of this motherfucker. I know how to make money off of iTunes, SoundClouds, ads, YouTube, all that other stuff. Like I said, right now, I don't have to work. Yeah. We don't even record every week. We don't even record every month. We went on a five-month hiatus, and I was still eating off of that money. Yeah, I was true. still getting a check once a month from SoundCloud. So it's like, because we we figured out the code. It's, it's all about good customer service and being proactive and you know just being real cool with your consumer or whatever like knowing your audience our audience like our audience call themselves our cousins like it said we they said we have a real down south feel even though i'm from st louis i'm not even from the south we have a real down south <laughs> feel they said listening to us is like you know sitting in on a conversation so we talk back to them talk back to your fans you talk back to your fans all the time mm-hmm. that matters like if a fan tweets me my birthday is coming up if i have people tweet me all the time my birthday is coming up in five days all of my birthdays for sir rashley swift happy birthday i favored it write that down on a post note and i would wish them happy birthday yeah, yeah, yeah. if you in st louis i have one on my way i've met plenty of fans in st louis went to the bar with them you know went to their events everything else just like when i came to atlanta I let them know I'm here. If they hit me up tomorrow talking about, I want to do this, let's do it. I don't care. But at the same time, you're not going to get too comfortable with me. And that's when you see me yeah. snapping back. Because it's like, it's a pull and tug. And I don't really play them games because I have a very short temper. Because it's like, okay, if you want to be cool, we're going to be cool. And I'm going to get with your ass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that's part of clapback. But it's all to love. Like, I never just sit around. I'm not a bitter person and just find a random person and be like... You're a fat, bald-headed bitch. Yeah. Uh. Some people, like, the craziest thing about, like, cause I had a dude say something to me, like, one time. I was like, you don't know who you are. You ain't got no influence. It's like, you had enough influence for you to say something. That's people, me. Yeah, people sit back all the time. And they just try to provoke. And it's like, to me, it's always funny because I'm like, I'm tweeting. I'm making money off this stuff. That's my DMs it. is nothing. Like, my DMs, lately, like, I've been to the point now, like, crazy. Crazy, like. <laughs> crazy. Like, especially after coming back from me with Kanye, like, People are people that were already people were already aware 
I've got people responding to emails I sent them a year ago and I reached out trying to do something with them. It's just crazy. And so people are always like hating on Twitter. I'm like, they don't realize how much money they could be making. Don't like, you know what I'm saying? If you're on Twitter and you're just tweeting, you're getting laughs, that's good. But a lot of people are getting serious money and paying their bills. What you make at your job, they're making twice that at half the time you're spending on Twitter. Right, that's yeah. what I'm saying. At the same yeah. time, and while you're on Twitter tweeting out free jokes, I ain't gonna lie, I've stole plenty of jokes off of Twitter and made money off of it. Yep. It's been times, you know, like, it's been times we try to incorporate them. Like, we would do, like, the top funniest tweets, and we made sure your picture was in the tweet so they felt like a shout-out, whatever. But it's been times where I saw a tweet, and I said on the podcast, and I got paid off of it because you're dumb, but at the same time, I have a conscience. These other blogs don't. Yeah. Y'all be out here tweeting whole-ass article ideas. Like, y'all really sit on Twitter and will argue all day and all night when these are think pieces that blogs will pay, pay you for. Exactly. Pay, especially if you're getting the retweets. Like, if you if you have an argument and you get, like, 15, 20 retweets on your argument, that shows a blog, well, he brings in traffic. You could pitch that to them, and they, they'll pay $100. See, people aren't fully aware of the type of content that they have. And that's just the crazy part. And that's yeah. for you. I'm aware. And Spencer taught me, like, to monetize everything. Because, like, people got to realize there's some blogs that might you might not be the one you go to, but there's some out there that will pay you. And sometimes, even if they don't take your article, they'll take the title and the concept, and they'll do their own yeah. thing. Because they've already got people on the payroll that, that that's what they do all day. They need something to do. But I'll still give you $75 for thinking of it. Like, I, I've been paid I've been paid up to, what, $2,700 for Instagram posts on Instagram that wasn't even damn mine. Like, dude gave me the money, and I just broke off somebody else. Finesse. Like, we split it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Or, like, there's been times where somebody was just like, uh, like, I, I signed up for Influence. I don't know if anybody knows what Influence is. You can't just sign up. You have to be invited. Mm-hmm. And, like, I put Rob Markman on it. Like, and he was like, you can you can sign up, and you can get paid, and you can keep the money, or you can donate the money. Like, Rob donates the money he gets when he uses it to some uh, charity. Mm-hmm. Me, I mean, I'm too much of a nigga, like y'all be telling me. Yeah, I don't do charity. I can't that. Yeah. I'm a charity. So every time <laughs> like, you submit it, I'll set my price, listen to it per hour, and I, I actually give you feedback. I know one guy was like, yo, I took the feedback, put it in the songs, sent it back to me. It was dope as hell. Like, I don't, I, it's so much money in social media. Like, people don't get it. People think, that's funny because I used to think people just sit up tweeting all the time just for no reason. Nah, bro. I mean, some people are tweeting just for no reason, mm-hmm. but. That's because they don't got no fucking lives. Yeah. yeah. But you know, the thing is, people me, they think I'm always on Twitter. I schedule my tweets. Nine times out of ten, I'm not at my computer. Yeah. It's been times where, like, I will, like, if I know, because um, it's a lot of TV shows, I get in advance because um, it's been a couple of TV stations that have reached out to me, like, can you promote this plug? Or, like, some of my injury friends have sent me, like, a plug with them. So I will schedule, because in the day, I'm not going to tweet out all my good jokes because I don't really care about the followers right now. I will schedule, like, five or six, like, reactions or anything. Or I'll just lie. Like, I'll just go with the road because it's, like, you can tweet jokes without actually watching the show. Mm-hmm. Like I can like if I watch basketball wise, I gotta be like, oh, I'm watching basketball nut rads. Everybody laughing. Mm-hmm. You know what I said? If I crack a Jackie Christie joke, it's gonna land anyway. It's all about being smart with what you're doing. And and a big piece to that is what what's the uh, officially ice says on Twitter. People talk about you be on Twitter. People keep forgetting it's a mobile app. I don't mean I'm. You, I app. could be anywhere and tweet. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? I could be in the mix and tweet. Like, I remember, uh, we, like, um, we could be anywhere. Like, we're right now, we're at Streets. We could be at Tree Sound. We could be anywhere. You know what I'm saying? We could be in any studio just tweeting. People are like, oh, they're sitting around tweeting. Some people are in the mix and they're tweeting. Yeah. And another thing, like, I use Twitter to get, like, ideas and concepts. Like, I might be working on something and tweet something to get people's reaction just to get stuff to put in the article. Like, 
Twitter's like really the best yeah. thing. Around how it's free. I've done like two concerts over Twitter, just yeah. looking up people, talking about the type of music. That's free information right there. That's what these companies do. So and they put polls too. on Twitter. You know why they do that? For companies and people that get it. Some people yeah. don't get it. Like people like us, we get it. They put polls out there. Like people That's sell be information. Because like, I don't think people know this. Twitter is actually a public company. It's not private. Yeah. yeah. So it's like they have to make their money some way. So it's like they don't get paid per follower or account or whatever like that. They get it through. Like selling data, so that's what they're doing with selling these posts, data and, and, advertising. and that's what hashtags are and all that other stuff. It's all a business behind it. That's why it's kind of like, okay, I really sit back and you know, like people don't know the power of a hashtag because like I work with the um, one of my clients is a non for profit organization. So to build up their following, I told them every Friday they have a Twitter interview. They promote it from Monday to Thursday, and then it's like, ask so-and-so, ask so-and-so. So they'll tweet them the answer, and then the other person will tweet back the response. So it's like, not only are you building up a hashtag, you also, you're building up followers, you're building up followers, you're building up your clout score. I don't think people don't under, understand the importance of clout. Do you have a clout? No. Do you use clout? Mm. Okay. Clout is pretty much like you're scored on your social media standing or whatever so like you can apply like your linkedin your instagram your twitter whatever whatever and it's like from i think from zero to 100 i think i'm sitting at a smooth 68 last time i checked and it's about followers versus reactions they send you free stuff on there you get free free gear free clout food clout with a k yeah oh. or with a c it's one of them but yeah and at the same time they have parties where like you can't get in if your clout scoring under a certain number like you can get invited to an industry event and that's how you get in mm. like they have clout only invite parties wow it's kind of a way to rank your um social media power engagement so yeah because right. you know people out here buying followers about everybody buy followers everybody i have because i don't got none but you know they <laughs> buy followers and buy you can buy retweets you can buy verification checks right you can try buy to fake interactions you can buy people. all that stuff you, you know it's funny in this twitter world what was it, like a few months ago six months ago all these people started getting and the black Twitter started getting verified, and then niggas like, yeah, they just reached. No, Twitter ain't reach out to you, nigga. Stop. Like, no. First off, Twitter don't even reach out to people no more. You, it's a, it's actually an application you fill out. The Twitter only people who reach out to you is Instagram, because one of my friends, her Instagram is verified, and she was just like, she literally woke up to it, and they just sent her on page like, we're verifying you. That's not wow. how Twitter works. Like, one thing that sucks like is when you get Twitter from like followers in the wrong place. I got mine from the election when when Brock was running the first time. Being on those hashtags, I ne- that's when I really saw how powerful hashtags was. And these niggas don't even really, they're not even into music, so they just be looking at me like... But they're still there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, and it's still people that value your opinion. So yeah. that's Because they could have followed you. Yeah. Do you see my following the following list? I follow a smooth 100 people. Yeah. I got like 4,000 followers. I don't care what y'all got to say. I do care, but I don't care. Yeah. To a certain and you care a certain time. I care. <laughs> I care about my fans. I care about people trying to break bread with me. So for, for the haters, I don't give a fuck <laughs> with. I w- if I wasn't making money on social media, I wouldn't be on social media. Uh, and it's like, and like the the real money is like you get money on Twitter, Instagram. You hit the jackpot when you on Facebook and then Facebook ads. Nah, the real money is on LinkedIn. Oh yeah. See, that's why I be putting people on the game. That's the real money. If you're trying to hold like events and you're trying to like break bread with people and everything linkedin is the jug because let's say you're having like okay let's say you hillary clinton and you're having a benefit so you make the event on linkedin and you invite all these people whoever rsvs to your um party 
you have access to their entire contact list so that you can invite all of them and vice versa. And LinkedIn gives you 100% of your profits. Like, mm-hmm. you have whole LinkedIn parties on there. I've been trying to, like, ease more people into LinkedIn because that's the real jug. That's where all the job interviews happen. Like, yeah, Twitter throws jobs everything, but it's like everybody sees Twitter them. throws you those uncontractual jobs. It's you like know, LinkedIn is, like, super corporate stuff. It's yeah, because, like, official. Twitter throws you them jobs, but it's like if you go on the site, that's what the real jobs are. Like, Twitter throws out the, like, we're looking PayPal for freelance writers. Yeah, <laughs> we're looking for freelance writers. We're looking for a social media manager. But then if you go on their site, they'd be like, yeah, we doing that. We get an office. We get the nine to five. We get the salary. Benefits. We get benefits. Right. Yeah. Insurance. <laughs> yeah. Not that. 401k. Yeah. Ain't none of that. Job security. It's never Sent bad. per word and all that other stuff. Yeah. Cause I, like somebody, the craziest shit I ever heard was somebody was like, yo, this um, publication is paying me to write this article, but then they got to pay the editor so many, uh, so much cents per word. And by the time they got done, it wasn't no money. That's a lot I don't do no shit. The, wow. finesse, the finesse game in the music industry is That's real. That's what they done, man. Did they sign something? We should do a series of just, I got finessed. I ain't tell, never been finessed. No, I'm saying, yeah, I've been, been, I've I'm been talking been about finesse. people tell their finesse stories. Like, some people out here have been really finessed. People have been finessed, and that's why I say, if you have been finessed, you can tweet me. I'll put them on blast. I've done it before. Yeah. Like, I go up for the little people, because you making it look bad for other people when you do shit like that. Like, it's not for, yeah. like, all these GoFundMe's. Like, I just busted that one GoFundMe. The girl who was like, because I didn't get my rush card, I'm evicted. Oh, yeah, yeah that was a fake. First off, let me tell you how eviction work because I've hit hard times. I know yeah, what eviction yeah, is. Yeah, that shit don't come out of one fucking month. It's like three or four. Three. Before they quit, oh, like five. Past history. Yeah, but have a past history. They don't just wake up, oh, you late on your month this one time. You're late on your rent this one time. Let's evict you. That ain't how that shit work. And you have to go to court. You a fucking liar. And I saw the way you looked and the way you dressed your dusty ass kids. Your rent wasn't no $2,600 anyway. <laughs> living down south where are you living at down south where you pay $2,600 a month in rent you, you, $2,600 a month in Atlanta you stay Georgia, at Rick Ross house yeah we'll give you Rick Ross's house pretty much you stay with 2 chains? yeah where the fuck you at you at the, you staying in the gated community with Big Boy and Outkast yeah no you not in Sandy Springs nah nah you ain't staying no shit like that even if you're in a retirement home in fucking Florida you ain't getting no 2600 Cali ain't 2600 <laughs> a month New, so, York, New York might raise you twenty six. Yeah. How, how much did she raise? I don't know. Way, my goal was for her to raise nothing, because <laughs> you're not gonna jug no people on my fucking timeline. Yeah. But then she admitted, well, actually, I was a couple months behind. Okay, bitch, get a job. Yeah, for real. So, what? Somebody explain to me what actually happened with the rush card. Uh. Is, has it been cleared up yet? I mean, they're I still mean, figuring it out. Like he personally. says, you're. His whole thing is, the paperwork says, we're not liable for your money, no way. So the fact that I'm even entertaining this is out of kindness of my heart. So you should just take that and run with it. That's why I'm taking from it. Because when that nigga tweeted the fine print and said, we're not liable for anyone, I said, oh, you don't care. End yeah. of the day. So he's, I think he's saving face because he is like that Buddhist dude or whatever. Yeah, I don't think this nigga probably thought about, I, I, he probably forgot he had any association with that shit till recently. Right. No, because I had ordered a rush card. That nigga called you personally. He called me. He was like, hey, Chris, don't forget. I said, who the fuck? He was like, hey, Chris, this is Russell Simmons. I'm like, who the fuck's yeah, playing on my phone? phone? Right? I was like, who's playing on my fucking phone? <laughs> he called you don't directly? Forget that, he calls people. He was like, not regularly. He called me once. He's like, don't forget to activate your card. I don't want that damn card. I think I ordered it on accident, but that nigga called. Damn, should have got the young money card. <laughs> yeah, I <do>. Yes, they <laughs> got the young, young money, money card. card. <laughs> yes. Oh, man, this is, this has been a great conversation. 
What what else is there, man? Like just so I feel like we give so many gems to people. And people also in my what do you, how do you feel about everybody getting into the podcast game? Cuz I feel like people recognize certain podcasts but they don't recognize the ones that's really like doing numbers and putting in work like for real for real like the i think so me i was thinking the other day like some of the dope podcasts of course i'm gonna think ours is the best because we're doing it but rob markman and his little thing he got his own lane he carved i think that's fucking he's dope. in the r&b joints yeah yeah that, that's really dope uh my opinion on the podcast i feel like podcasting is the new blog Oh, it's the new blogging and i feel like that's where it's going because it's low cost and low maintenance because Blogging is very hard. I don't think people know what all goes to the blog. You have to buy your domain. You have to pay for hosting. You have to... Your site will crash. You have to pay for your email. Like, if you want your email to say at your website, you have to pay for that. You... I don't steal pictures personally. I know, but I I know that you're going to have to get high-quality pictures for free, but I don't get it out for free. Mm. So, it's like... So, if you're a wire images, that's going to run you $80 a month. If you were film magic, that's going to run you $80 a month. I'm not going to list no more because them are my, that's my information, too. Right. But it's like, blogging is very expensive and time-consuming. But with podcasting, I feel like it's cool. I feel like it's not for everybody the same way that blogging is for everybody. It's a lot that people I've listened to I haven't been entertained. But it's not for me. I don't have the same type of... I laugh at a lot of fuck shit. Like, I have a very no, insensitive sense of humor. I laugh at Precious. I laugh at Yo. the Color Girl. <laughs> I laugh at domestic violence. I laugh at racist jokes. You laugh at Django? Django? That was a comedy. Yo, yeah. that was the funniest movie I've seen in my life. I laugh at the Color Purple. Like, I laugh oh, at all. No. <laughs> color Purple? I laughed at that, laugh at yes. Roots? I have never seen Roots. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not that black. I laugh at a lot. I'm one of the people, like, I, la- I find the humor in everything. So it's like if you're have a draining personality, like I don't listen to them social activist podcasts or like black issues or whatever because it's like I actually got called a simple black a couple weeks ago and that cracked me the fuck up. Yeah, you're I got called. A, I really got called. I actually got called a house nigga and then he clicked it up and said I was a simple black because my thing is I don't believe in a whole black people can't be racist thing because I've always gone to a mixed school like from kindergarten to eighth grade I went to Catholic school where it was only three black kids a, a year in mm. my class. Transitioning away, I went to a public school where it was majority black, and then I went to Mizzou, which is a PWI with a strong black community. So it's like, I have no problem interacting with people. Now, I don't break bread with everybody, and I do believe in certain stereotypes, and I ain't finna go to the club with every race out yeah. there. That's just life. But we have a conversation. I ain't gonna be uncomfortable with you. Like, I know how to bring you around everything else, because it's actually come around. So it's like, I don't think it's right for black people to say, they can say racist stuff, but white people can't say them. I'm really one of the people like, you know when they be like, white people smell like wet dogs. I said, I did, but if a white person told you your hair looks like a sheep, you gonna wanna call Jesse Jackson on somebody. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I don't believe in stuff like that. Like, I don't think you just sit around and you can just pop off at the guns because you feel entitled because of slavery and segregation and everything else that doesn't make it right yeah. now if you're gonna be racist now if you all the way racist i'm gonna laugh because i'm off i'm a little bit it just comes to comedy yeah. i don't hold no boys you can crack jokes on me I, I laugh everything gay straight tranny black white asian whatever mexican i believe stereotypes i believe in all that stuff but if you're one of the people like down with white people and you're a simple black and why do they cover this is the argument we got today was like the martin luther king um i have a dream march or whatever mm-hmm. the million man march I just sounded so new. 
Basic black myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, for myself. You sound, you sound like a house like a Basic black for real. You sound the like hundred man leader. march they had, it was a lot of tweets. It was like nobody covered it. Nobody covered it. Uh, I saw CNN cover it live, mm-hmm. C-SPAN, everything else. But Nig- if it was protesting... Tweet- niggas tweeting ain't got cable. But yeah, <laughs> you tweeting ain't got cable. It was on PBS. But when they were protesting, they have that covered. That's terrorism. That's journalism one-on-one. Yeah. First off, Fox News didn't have to cover the Million Man March, but they did. Y'all just didn't chose to lose. Because they was like... First of all, it happened on a Saturday. Because it happened the same day they were filming the Hip Hop Awards. Well, nah. Hip Hop Awards was on the Friday this year. But... Then it happened that Friday. Anyway, it happened mm-hmm. the same day they filmed the Hip Hop Awards. Why are y'all looking for it on Sundays? Who the basic black there? <laughs> Why you ain't there? <laughs> That'd be my thing. You just like sticking up for white people. All right. All right. Yeah. So yeah, so when I'm listening to all these different podcasts, whatever, me personally, I feel it's a land for everybody, but I feel like it's more about finding your voice. You have to come to realizations. Everybody don't give a fuck about what you gotta say. Yeah. You're not that important. Like everybody isn't a golden child, everybody isn't a comic. So it's just more like what are you trying to do? I feel like if you're trying to be the next I don't know, I really don't know. I don't know. I feel like if you're trying to blow off of it and go on the T V and all the other stuff, if it ain't if you're not gonna put the work into it, it ain't really worth it. Yeah, that's always the thing. You have to put the time and energy into something for it to really pop People off. People want it to pop off right when it starts. Because it's like, yo, we all have the same tools to do the same things, but obviously more people do more things, so. And everybody ain't meant to pop off. Everybody isn't funny. People just got to come to terms that, like, I have listened to some draining-ass podcasts. I mean, I've, I've followed some draining-ass people. People don't care. It's like... People don't want to hear that. People don't care about some of these issues. Like, I follow... Like, I was... Like, this one girl was talking about how, like, she hasn't had sex in five years because she finds bodily fluids um, disgusting. What? That's your personal problem. Yeah. Who cares? Who cares? The story's short. You ain't who gives sex. A, who, <laughs> thank you. How you stream that to an hour-long podcast? I don't know. But what are the plays like? Because if she has an audience for it, then it's like, okay. No, she doesn't. Dang. Well... Mm. I don't have an audience. I don't mean I'm not a hype person. It's people on a network that has more plays than me. I don't give a fuck. I don't look at numbers. Because I know for a fact it's podcasts who have higher numbers than me. But our audience fucks with us harder. Mm-hmm. That's right, yeah. Because there's some some people, you don't you don't want to get people who listen to it one time and they don't. You want people to look to it, listen to it every time faithfully. Exactly. People actually be engaged with the content. Exactly. Oh, okay. Or with you, because you're the brand. Yeah. That's the thing. That's just between blogging. Because when you're blogging, you know, you're ta- you're just selling whatever you sell. You can be selling watermarks or whatever. But when you're doing a podcast, you're selling your personality. If you don't have one, there's nothing to sell. That's true. Yeah. A lot of people, because a lot of people in this, like, you know what's funny about people in this game? Like, there's some blogs and stuff that have never had original content. They've been out there five years. Never had original content. All they're doing is copy and paste and other stuff. Links. The blogs, the blogs yeah. are like news. Like everything, you got the one popping story that just cycles throughout the course of the day. And they've never ever went into the streets. They never got into the field to see what was going on. Like some of these people, they like they like they run these blogs. They sit on Twitter and talk shit. Never go to the concerts. Never go to the shows. Nobody's ever actually seen them out. And they all live in a certain area. Yep. That's crazy to me. Like, that is really crazy. All they do is have a little blog. They copy the same articles all day, and they try to get some unknown rapper from fucking wherever to pay them 50 bucks to post their shit. Yep. 
That's crazy. I mean, it's just about getting the right people to do those jobs. So you gotta have, they a, have a better outcome. They have no vision. I mean, it's wild. It's but wild. I feel like that's why blogging is actually a dying field. Because, is it I know, too saturated? Because it ain't even about saturation because it's room for everybody in there if you have your voice. Mm. Everything I've ever contributed to, they allow me to speak in my voice. Like, it's been jobs where I've told you where we was going to be working the same thing. Like, some of the jobs yeah. you had, some people you write for now, yeah. I was offered jobs with them. Yeah. But they wasn't using me to my talent. It was yeah. it was more like, can you post this song and add two sentences? No, that's a waste of my time and your time. Because yeah. what, what does that do for me? Yeah. Shit. Saying I can copy and paste. But it's like, if you have... Like, I want to say I always love Noisy. They have a sense of humor. They have a voice. They're very dedicated. Like, they actually do research. Like, it's like Funky Dineva, straight from the A. Um, it's a whole lot of other sites where, like... Meet the culture. Yeah. Meet, the, meet the culture. There you go. Plug <laughs> yourself. Some, there you go. Plug yourself. More perspective. If you don't plug nice. yourself, nobody else will. But it's like... Like, yeah. It shows when you care. Yo, don't... don't like, a lot of people always ask me that are bloggers, like... You know, how can I do other stuff? Because me, like, I don't ever go on Twitter to talk about all the other stuff I do. Because I just, sometimes, like, you know, depending on who you're working with, they don't want you taking shine from it or trying to get, you know, shine off of it. Mm-hmm. But one thing I will tell y'all bloggers, if you sitting at home and the motherfucker's DMing you a link from another art, a website and telling you to post on their website, yo, you ain't going to get nowhere doing that shit. Like, you not going to get nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Unless your site is full of ads that they can't avoid and click on. I mean, you anyway. can get money, only one person will get money from ads. Yeah, the no matter no matter what site it is, one person's getting money from ads. But one thing I want to say is that I really stress is don't be embarrassed to intern because I interned for from 2012. I actually interned for like two years. Like I was just writing straight without getting paid. But I but the people I was writing for, they promised they was gonna look out for me, and they have been looking out for me. So like the benefits outweigh because like. I could write in my sleep. That's not a problem. Because mm. I, I have the humor. I have the wit or whatever. It's like, I had no problem interning. Because it's like, now, like I said, I am 24. And I'm having the same, I'm meeting the same people that these 30-year-olds are doing. I'm having the same conversation. I'm on the same network. I'm making the same money. You know what I'm saying? It's like, one thing, like, I've learned, like, um... 30-20, Like, the, the, the whole, shout out to sh- uh, Sermon's Domain. That excessive blogging shit is not for everybody. I like to write, but I'm not about to do that shit for eight hours a day. And come up with, like, cause I, I sometimes I wonder how people sit there and come up with custom articles every day, You all get day. sick. Yeah. I do that with thecholeslife.com. I get sick. Like, when I was writing, for, like, you, it literally, like, you get Excuse sick because you're racking your brain. And it's like, so what, how you balance it is, you might just do two custom articles and three throwaways. So, like, you have the five. Because that's how I feel out. it's a balance. Like, let's say you have a music blog. So what you do is you have your, you might write one or two think pieces a day. They don't got to be long and extensive. It don't have to be like the history of battle rapping in Philly. It don't have to be no shit like that. <laughs> yeah. It could just be yeah. like Kendrick and J. Cole, who you got today? Yeah. And your pros and cons, nah, nah, nah. And then under that, you can be like, why are there no more female rappers? Nah, nah, nah. And you just throw in three little four... Well, here's why I like this video. And you can dissect the video. That's technically a long piece, but it's easy. Yeah. It can be something stupid like, I love future videos because I, I like his clothes. I don't think y'all know it's like, that nigga clothes is hilarious. Like in the <laughs> song he got with Meek. um, Change, about the face? Yeah. yeah. That nigga had a fucking shirt on with commas. 
Like, that shit cracked me the fuck up. <laughs> he had a custom-made shirt with commas that said fuck on the back. Mm. Fuck up some commas. That attention to detail cracks me the fuck up. And I watch it for his dancing. Yo, and Virgil owes that nigga a check because he got everything off-white in every color. I mean, Nobody yeah, I rocks off-white. I mean, consumer versus producer. I mean, no, no. The future really rocks the off-white. Like, his whole come-up, when he was getting hot, he was off-white every time you saw him. Off-white, he had this other brand, too. But I don't want to tell nobody, because I'm trying to buy their clothes. I want to be sold out. He only rocked two brands, for real, for real. Yeah, for real, for real. He might rock different sneakers from time to time, but when it comes to, like, clothes, it just be off-white and that other brand. So, I guess we can get, um, I guess this last question I got. If you could go back and tell your younger self anything, what would it be? What would be the advice you'd give other people? Um, my younger self... I would not have, don't work with that scam artist, <laughs> number one. And it's just like, just don't give up. Like, I kind of wish that, only thing I regret is I didn't build up my social media following when I had the chance. Like, I didn't, under, like, when I tell you I was reckless in 2012, 2012 was a beautiful year for Twitter. People talk about 09 Twitter. No, 2012 yeah, Twitter was beautiful. Yeah. When I say I was a Twitter terrorist, like, I was getting blocked left and right like I have a list of 35 celebrities that was blocking me like me and Melanie Fiona got into a beef and it made it on TMZ like I was reckless you was out here just because I fucking could like I said I was getting flown out I was also networking like everything that people do now been there done that old game I just wish I would have spent more time building up my following because now the followers come easy but like I would be live tweeting them um, award shows and everything else i wasn't taking full advantage of it because i didn't know the importance of social media now i do yeah and the thing is now i don't even want to tweet out shit because i want people still in my content so it's like i wish i could have did it back when it was fun that's the one thing i would give myself like for advice for other people it's just you know don't be afraid to reach out don't be afraid to be an intern and like just know your voice if you don't have a voice just realize that's not your thing like if you don't have a comedic voice or like you don't have a strong standpoint or nothing don't build a site around that build a site where it's just like buzzfeed or somebody where you just give tips all day like five reasons to be productive five reasons to do that people love that be like a pinterest blog yeah you know what i'm saying what you yeah. found that you like find what you like because there's money out there for everything like everybody, pinterest sb all that stuff you can everybody can't be the next ernest baker ernest baker's like the only person is like like there's few people i can write read this shit ernest baker P. Chops, Summerman, who else? I feel like I'm forgetting somebody else. Shouts out to my man Yo at Yo, DJ yeah, Boo. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo Shouts out to Boo. my man Julian Mitchell too. Those are my two favorite. Yeah, players. I'm probably leaving somebody out. I'm gonna have to hear about this shit. But everybody can't do like the think pieces. Like everybody can't like, or at least to that degree. Like instead of being the next Ernest Baker, be like, the next you. Yeah, like Ernest, your Ernest, like. Ernest drops an article. He dropped mixtape. It's like a mixtape. Yeah, niggas fucking with it, and it's like everybody's like, why? It's like because he's. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's doing what he does. He's doing him because that's his voice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you like some people... You know what You know what holds a lot of people back, too? That's the advice I try to give people. Maybe you're not meant to be writing about fucking music. There's so many things out there yeah. to write about. You want to yeah. know a tip? Yeah. That I was... To, I think I told you about this. With ads, you got to understand your consumer base. If you want, you want to rap or whatever, an ad pop up, you know not to click on it. Yeah. You're going to exit it and go about your life. But you have... A, let's say you have a hardware appreciation site. Billy Bob from Texas ain't gonna know that his Adobe flash drive ain't really yeah. out of... He gonna click that ad. It's all about what type of site you run. So it's like, if you're in it for the money, 
you're not gonna make it making no music blog unless you really know how to judge the system. And it's only a select few of us that really know the secret. Like I'm still stumbling on some secrets that I'm learning through the industry. So it's like that ain't the way to go. If you're just trying to blog to make money just off of ass alone, you out of luck. Like money didn't been ran dry. Like I've been talking to a lot of people. You know they was getting paid five thousand a month to write content, yeah. and they ain't even have to write every day. Yeah. Time change. Take a zero off of that motherfucker. That's what you get in the money. You gotta switch it up sometimes. I mean, me, like, I like doing custom content, something that's originally yours that just other people have interest in versus just solely writing so you can have more platforms, you know, to get stuff up. Like, my thing, like, my thing is, I make my money as off ideas. There's some shit I come up with that people, I've been in rooms with people that witness these ideas, even though I came up with that's all it is, cause like I'm kind of I'm kind of like I'm not gonna okay I'm gonna say it I'm lazy sometimes so I'm better come up with the idea tell somebody else what to do. Like, uh, if I got if I got an idea I like doing stuff on my own. I mean not that I'm against working with people but I like the the return when you do stuff on your own. Me I like to see other people like I have an idea someone want to do it some people sometimes the idea is not for me it's for other people like this is their thing that's what they want me to do pay me I'm gonna give you the idea that's what you need to do with that shit and like it runs people don't realize how much they can get paid for ideas either. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, like, yo, come up with sponsorship decks, sell up the companies. Like, that's how a lot of these festivals get come together. Because most of the time, your best ideas for shit you probably don't even use. Because people, you're looking at it from a different perspective. As long as you got a perspective, you can make money. Yeah. As long as you got social media, you can make money. And that's yo, that's gonna be the title of this podcast episode. <laughs> if make you got no, media. no, if you got if you got social media, you can make some money. Yeah. You can make some money. So like, like the way Twitter, I look at social media YouTube. is like. Yo, that's the crack. That's the that's the stove. That's the Pyrex. It's, Honestly, it's all it's all of it. It's the it's the product, and you cook it with it too. Yeah, you know, like it's if a, you can offer it. a service, you're set. Yeah. you know what I'm saying. You gotta find the people that need it, and you, you know how you or find the, people. Social media. Yeah. Anything, just pr- plug yourself. You don't. Have to, it can be the simplest it. thing in the world. Like I have, my clients are from everything. I have personal chefs who's just non-for-profit. I know people who do nails, who do hair, who make clothes. I know people who strong suit is like... I have a copywriter. He just sits around and read books and looks for... um No, a proofreader. That's his name. He just reads the books and looks for flaws. I have self-published artists, self-published authors, graphic designers, everything. So you do your own consulting, basically. I do consult people, yeah. I do everything. Yeah, I'm a brand. He's looking for that Sir Ratchetness Consulting LLC. Let me see. No, I'm a... Um, Christian at thechoselife.com. You can hit me up. You would be in great company. Hey, Check my know? record. I make people. <laughs> if I don't make you, I make you bank. Like, no one can speak on it. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, for real, for real. Like, on some real shit, like, he helped me, like, um, make some bread, bread, and now I'm helping other people make bread, bread. And my thing is, like, if I'm gonna work with you, I'm gonna get some money off you, you know, for a little bit. Then I'm gonna tell you to take your ass home, make your money your own way. That's how you do it. Yeah, I'm not gonna do nice the work for you. you. Yeah, now, nice if I'm gonna you. do the work for you, I'm gonna charge you. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna charge the fuck out of you. I'm gonna give you the watered down version of what I know. That's what I always tell people. Like, I'm gonna work with you for a little bit, then I'll start getting busy with stuff I got going on. I'm gonna show you how to make money. Because, like, the other day, like, this kid I've been working with said, Oh, yeah, my video director's gonna put the video on his YouTube. That's not good. No, that's not, that's not no. good. That's not good. He's getting paid off that. I mean, not, not only about the money, though, but it's like, all right. You put out a video on YouTube, it gets a million views. The, the other person's YouTube is like, okay, I can tap into that audience that looked into that video. Yeah. You don't know that audience. You can't look at the analytics. If yeah. I got 500,000 in California, you won't know that. Yeah. If you're a rapper or an artist, you can't do shows out there because you don't know that's where your fan base is located. I love YouTube analytics. 
That's crazy. I just love everything. Yeah. Like I was telling people how you can treat web domains like real estate. Oh yeah. Now this is gonna be so some real estate. Hey, we're, no, we're, we're not gonna give them that. We're not oh, giving them that. No, we're no, not. No, no, no. Every new rapper. No, 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 no. Stop, 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 stop. No, it's good. No, no, we're not giving them that. We're not giving them that. We don't need no more competition in this game. Cause sometimes I'll be tired. I like I'll do it in the morning. I'll be fucked up. Hey man, this is a trillion dollar industry. Yo, cause I fucked around, fell asleep trying to get that postmalone.com. And you fucked up. Yeah, I woke up this morning. She was gone. <laughs> that's I said somebody up. got me. That's what y'all messed up. Y'all do black people. I have a One Direction fan site. Ooh. Ooh. Man. I don't run it. I don't post it either. I just own it. Yeah. I have some little kids running. Like KTT. Yeah. I have like some little like eighth graders post the shit on yeah. there and the little message boards. When it comes to like the message boards, KTT the greatest of all time. So I saw somebody actually uh, was talking about that one day. I was saying like, you know, I wonder how much they get. They get a lot of traffic. That's good. And also, like, what what are some other ones like the um? Some like fan sites. No, just like different websites that make pretty good money. Like, think, imagine like uh, Buzzfeed. They're probably off to like Complex. You know, they're making a fucking killing. Yeah. And then when you're diverse with content, I mean, it helps. Licks at Alley Eden, and all they is is the um. All they is is forums and Reddit. Oh yeah, definitely. Right. Red, red is definitely. Red, they just, they just let the people make that for them. They just sat back. Whoever. That's a listic alley. Is list alley? They don't. The actual site does not post. People go on there, write a topic, and then everybody just Goes writes in, in and you just yeah. talk about it. Hell, I'm on lipstick alley. Yeah, I Google myself. I just, I, I know my analytics. I read the comments. I read the haters. Same. Yo, when I was on KTT one time, just checking my name, I was like, wow. You know, people are actually interested in the stuff that I go that I have going on. I appreciated it. Yeah, I appreciate everything on KTT. Even though they be cracking my ass, I appreciate it. KTT is a good place. Like KTT is like, like that's what they they cracking jokes. It's funny. It's like a roast session. Like sometimes, like, cause it's like so a lot of them dudes they hit you up and be like you know congratulations, but at the same time they are gonna get them jokes off of your yeah, ass. It's fun. Like yeah. you gotta. Um, people don't get jokes off of me because I'll roast your ass. <laughs> I don't play. I, that, I'm the king of the snap. I will get in your ass. But that's the that's the fun part about it. You know, going back and forth. Like, it and, it's not, and it's not, and it's not personal. No, I take that shit personal. I don't know you like that. <laughs> Especially when you, somebody, we in the same industry. I, nah, you ain't going to talk to me fucking stupid because I'm the type of person. I'm going to ask you about it in person. He seen it. That one weekend when I say about five industry people was trying me and I was I'm gonna see your ass. I was I'm gonna see your ass at BT Awards, I'm gonna see your ass at this. We gonna talk. Well that's it. That's a wrap for Meet the Culture. We'll probably do another one for Chris. We'll have to do another one later on once some probably sometime next year we get everything popping off. That's yeah. a wrap. Follow me on uh, Twitter and IG at Big Noah two five six. Spencer Clements, first name, last name, Twitter, Instagram. We out here. Um, Twitter, Instagram, Sir Ratchetness. That's with two T's. S I R R A T A C H E T T N E S S. Um, Chosedlife dot com, and then you can check out our podcast, Naked of the Woods, on SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartMedia, and also on Google Play. And we are out.